This developing story is brought to you by me, because I'm recording this. It's also brought to you by Block, because they pay for my salary. If you have any interest in learning how to code online with a mentor, um, send me an email at hello at briandouglas.me. I just want to take some time and thank you for coming back every week and listening to this podcast about me rambling, about my thoughts and ideas. I just also want to share if there is something that I said wrong, something I said right, um, leave your comment in the show notes. Feedback is appreciated. Episode 16 of This Developing Story. So, it's week 16. Um, I am really chugging along here. Um, really enjoying, still enjoying what I'm doing. Um, every, it, I actually was doing some, uh, I guess, self-reflecting last week and realized that I am a better developer than I was yesterday. Uh, not only that I'm, uh, I'm actually doing other things. Uh, I think I started, actually, I, I think, I started off uh, specifically learning Ruby and kind of focused on that 100%, didn't really branch out at all, um, barely touched any JavaScript. And um, within the last year, I've really um, broken out of that bubble. Um, I've learned so much more things. Um, I'm kind of surprising myself how much uh, Go I'm really understanding and uh, able to actually comb through other Go plugins and source code to be able to understand what's going on. Haven't built anything in Go as of yet. Um, just kind of putting on the, uh, on the side burner, uh, so to speak. Because today is actually the start of my new block mentorship. Um, one of the benefits of being a block employee is that you can go through the curriculum and be assigned a mentor um, one-on-one to learn any of the, any of the coursework that you would like. Um, I guess it's a, it's a way for us to use our product um, firsthand and get ideas uh, on what needs to change and all of this stuff. So not only am I working on the, the actual product, I'm actually going to be going through it um, through the iOS program. I, I mentioned it briefly last week, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I'll be learning Xcode, um, Objective-C, Swift, and I'll be able hopefully be able to start writing apps in iOS just as quickly as I could write them in Ruby, hopefully. Um, with that, I hope this. Uh, I've kind of hinted at these this application that I've I've been toying with, um, with this API that I, I wanted to make into an app. Um, that is actually available. Um, if you go to so so far, the only thing I have is the actual API and the API itself is live on the site. I've actually not exposed all of the API. I'm only exposing what I'll be exposing to my future iOS app or my future uh, web page, uh, React or Ember, uh, most likely Ember first, uh, just because I'm more familiar with that. And then I'll probably do React since it's React probably makes more sense for this application because it's a uh, it doesn't need the the heavy duty Ember, but I I still would like to get the experience of Ember too, and kind of um, pick and choose what I like about it. Um, so that app, the Ember side of it, will probably be done this weekend. Um, I know I said that a couple weeks ago, but I never actually got around to it. But there's I don't think there's any any reason for me not to be able to um, get that up and going. 
If you want to check it out, um, the site is Hustlin. It's uh, H-U-S-S-L-N. Um, it's a startup-y spelling of the actual word. Um, I chose that because uh, I like the word hustling. And for the app, it's actually going to be uh, an app that alerts you to get to the BART um, whenever there's a baseball game. For now, it's just baseball games. Um, I'm hopefully going to be incorporating other events and other sporting events in the city. Um, not just sporting events, but uh, you know any general event that would affect the ridership of the BART and uh, that would cause delays or whatnot or crowded BART, um, I guess, uh, trains. And... But, you know, you got to start somewhere. So I'm starting with baseball because it seems like it's a, it's a long season. It's like 120 games, something like that. And uh, uh, I have enough runway to get the app up and running before the end of the season. Um, I did not incorporate any of the basketball games just because uh, I knew we were going into the playoffs. And it would it just didn't make sense to try to rush it, to try to actually get it to work for something that was basically going to be over in a week. So... Um, yeah, so for the moment, I've just got baseball games. Um, I, honestly, I don't really know of any other events that are coming up other than major holidays. Um, so I think my next step will probably be major holidays, um, to incorporate that in there, um, get some sort of a calendar going. Um, but for now, um, there's not really much to see. Obviously, it's just a JSON API. Um, but if you check out hustling.com, um, that is what you'll see. And, uh, I mean, if you feel like you want to consume that API, you're more than welcome to, um, I am going to eventually lock it down and then start exposing more parts of the API publicly. Um, the actual repo of the code is actually in a private repo. So I'm kind of taking steps into making, maybe making this into a profitable venture for me. So, um, um, looking forward to kind of jumping into the curriculum for the block, um, iOS coursework. Um, something I actually had some experience in um, QAing for them uh, about six, a little over six months ago. Actually, it'd probably be almost a year ago uh, when I first started, when the course actually came out and I ran through it to kind of check out some quality uh, assurance things or whatever, spelling. And uh, I actually, so I went through the first part of the, their course and did not complete it. Um, rather than completing it, I felt like I, um, I felt like learning a new language, like Objective-C at that time, which was a year ago, was pretty tough for me, uh, just because I didn't understand a lot of things that were going on. And, uh, the curriculum itself did a good job explaining, but some things like testing, um, I felt like I just couldn't get a grasp on, uh, would help to have a mentor. So just go around. I'm looking forward to having that mentor to be able to learn, um, the right way this time and actually, uh, complete this, um, so yeah, um, the actual length of my mentorship is going to be 36 weeks. Um, if some of you that have been following my story remember, I, I took the block course, um, the Rails course, uh, in 12 weeks. Um, that's when I had a very aggressive uh, game plan of learning how to code initially really quickly. Uh, 12 weeks would be overkill. Trying to do that full time now and also coding during the day would just be, uh, uh, I guess, uh a nice little recipe for being burnt out. So, um, they actually recommend this take the 36 week, which actually is a requirement of 10 to 12 hours a week. Um, which really is not that much compared to how much I was putting last, um, my last go around. So I've got my time scheduled, um, throughout the week of meeting with my mentor on Wednesday for the first time. 
and uh, hopefully I'll continue to give um, short little updates of my experience. So I listened to a episode of the Changelog, which is a podcast. Uh, haven't heard of it. It's the changelog.com. Check it out. Um, episode 159 of their podcast. Um, they talked with Mike Burnham, uh, who's the creator of Sidekick and some other things as well. And he kind of went through, um, actually they had a really good conversation on burning out. And, uh, I guess there was a, a developer, uh, Steve Klabnick that I guess was getting to the point of burnout and kind of, uh, I don't know, honestly, I don't really know what happened, but, um, I guess he kind of just was stepping back on a lot of things. So that was a really good conversation on like what to do not to get burnt out. Um, a lot of times contributed open source, uh, particularly with how I contribute to Ruby newbies. Um, some people probably realize that I've kind of scaled back Ruby newbies a lot. I'm not doing weekly videos. I can't, I'm not doing, um, any more book clubs. Um, I'm scaling back a lot with Ruby newbies just because, and this, I meant, I mentioned a podcast cause it's really clicked. Um, cause what I was doing was kind of what they were recommending to do, um, uh, before I even heard the podcast, but I'm scaling back, uh, just because uh, I was getting to the point where I was kind of getting a little burnt out in Ruby newbies. And it's not the first time I've gotten this, this way of Ruby newbies. I, I originally started Ruby newbies for myself to learn Ruby and to push myself over the top to be able to really understand and grasp concepts and also connect with others who were interested in learning. And, um, I succeeded, I succeeded enough that I actually got a job. Um, I have a good understanding of Ruby and, um, overall. And so I just kept the, the community going. Um, my switch to moving Ruby newbies rather to from Google plus hangouts to Slack was to be, make it more self-sufficient. So that way, if people were interested in meeting other people who want to know Ruby or whatnot, um, they had that avenue and they didn't need to rely on me to um, get them going. Uh, unfortunately, after the first go around, maybe the first few months, um, it kind of started dying off again. And I didn't really do much to actually uh, revitalize it because, again, I was trying to avoid the, the point where I was getting burnt out on Ruby and burnt out on doing Ruby newbie, uh, events. So, um, at one time I actually started recommending people go to the code newbies, which if you haven't checked out code newbies, um, please check out code newbie now. Um, they are a much more active community, um, and not just on Ruby, but also other languages. Um, and I think that's, that's one way that they actually, that, um, Saran actually succeeded, uh, where I didn't is that she didn't pigeonhole herself into just learning how to learn Ruby. And, uh, so now I'm at the point where I'm not really excited about learning new things in Ruby. I feel like I've learned enough Ruby that I can get by, um, pretty well. Um, I've kind of cut back on a lot of my other Ruby learning materials. I'm not writing any more Ruby books. I discontinued my, uh, my subscription to Ruby Tapas, which is an awesome resource. I mean, that, that really kicked up my skill, um, pre rather quickly. Um, but yeah, I just, I just can't put, you know, the 10 to 15 hours a week I was doing in the Ruby newbies to schedule events, keep this website updated, you know, um, make sure everybody's happy. And so for the moment, it's what I, what I've set out to make it to be. Um, that's what it's going to be for a while, which is a self-sufficient Slack community. Um, unfortunately it's not as self-sufficient, um, cause I do get pinged a lot, um, um, direct mentions and private uh, messages. 
which I don't, before I was responding to them rather quickly, um, I, my response time was like five minutes. I would respond to any questions, uh, concerns, anybody need help. Um, but I've turned off notifications for Ruby newbies for, for the, the moment, for the time being, just because I can't, I can't keep up with that. Um, I'm looking to learn other things outside of Ruby and my focus on learning has been other things and, uh, I still enjoy helping people out. I just don't, I can't, you know, give all my time like that. So what I was getting at the change log, um, mentioned burnt being burnt out and, uh, Mike Pernam, uh, the way he, he kind of sideswiped being burnt out was actually charging for his, uh, his product with a sidekick, which started off to be open source and it turned into a company. And I think it's a really good conversation. Um, I think from here on out, I think I'm going to be pushing more and more t- towards uh, um, monopolizing my own time for personal reasons rather than um, um, leaving myself open to assist others uh, whenever. Um, so, yeah, check out the, the podcast. Let me know what you think. Um, I hope to have more time in the future once I'm done with this, uh, this 36-week mentorship and iOS, I hope to get back into contributing. Um, for the time being, I'm just gonna lay low and kind of play it by ear at the moment. So finally, I want to give a, a pick. Um, I mentioned in a uh, a tweet that I signed up for Bevel, which was a uh, a razor. It's um, I highly recommend it if you are. For the, mainly if you're a black male, it's 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 a razor that's meant for black males. Um, I've grown up my entire life kind of um, not really needing to shave as much because I don't really grow a, f- a full beard. Um, but I personally like bevel because it's um, the problem with shaving when you have coarse curly hair uh, like myself or other you know people of Af- African American or Afro African descent um, used to get shaving bumps. And the problem with the razors that are out today, um, most razors, you can't get less than two, two razors on a, uh, sorry, less than two blades on a razor. And it actually, it's better for myself to actually have a razor that has only one blade rather than five or four or whatever, how many blades to get that close shave, um, just because it prevents razor bumps and bevel is, uh, unique because actually it's a single blade razor, um, so check out Bevel if you have any interest. Um, I'll have a link in the show notes. Mm-hmm.